Coach, so what is this week going to be like for you headed into SUU? You know, it's, it's, I've had to make a conscientious decision to, to make it business as usual. Um, you know, the, the very honest answer is that those players and coaches that are still at SUU that were there during my time, I consider them my family for the rest of my life and uh, would do anything for them. So I really have to take that, that emotion out of it. I mean, I don't have a problem recognizing that and talking about it, but when I show up for work, just as I, for eight years down there, my whole priority professionally was to make each one of those players the best student athlete they can be. And, and now 100% of my focus has changed to the BYU players. So, and that's, that's fairly simple to, to keep straight. You know, I, I don't have any, there's no conflict there so far as my day-to-day routine this week. How, how did your time at SCU shape you as a coach? Um, well, you know, I was a first-time head coach, so I was learning things on, on I think, at a greater rate than, um, than maybe, you know, toward the end of my time there. I was learning new things, trying new things, and so it just shaped a lot of my philosophies, all of the things that, as an assistant coach, I think, you know, as we come through the business, we have all these ideas about how we'll do it when we're a head coach. And it turns out when you start doing it all those ways that you thought were going to be really good, they're not. All of those ideas aren't as good as maybe you'd hoped. And so, um, you know, that's that's where it shaped me in terms of how I think as a head coach, and also, you know, my definition of what a, a good, loyal, trustworthy assistant would be. And so many of those guys were that. And now I'm trying to be the best, you know, trustworthy, loyal, hardworking assistant I can be. You had a couple of your assistants come up here with you to BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, did that kind of ease the transition going from SUU to BYU for you? Uh, it's some, somewhat, yeah. It just uh, we, you know, the, we have some familiarity there with. Uh, you know, we run our from a coverage standpoint, we run very similar coverages to what we did at, at Southern Utah, and, and so to, to have a corners coach and a safety coach working together that speak the same language. You know, each each football school has a little bit different language, the way that they talk about coverages and gaps and defensive concepts. So it's, it's nice to have that. Do you still keep in contact with uh, Demario and some of the, the other guys? That you I do. Know? Yeah, not. I, I don't keep in contact with any of my football friends as w- much as I'd like to. You know, I think it's just we're just busy. You know, it's like any time spent doing that is probably time we can spend with our families, especially during the season. But certainly during the camp season in the summer and recruiting, we talk a lot more. And and uh, you know, wish 364 days a year. I wish the very best for those guys. What's Demario like? Not, maybe not even necessarily as, as a football coach, but even off the field. What, what's he just kind of like as a guy getting to know him and everything? He's like like the best coach he should be. He's consistent. He's the same person in football that he is outside of football. He's very conscientious. He's detail oriented. Incredibly smart. You know, he's a, a student athlete at UC Davis and got in on his own as a walk on there. Which which that's a you know that's a tough order for anybody to go to, to be accepted to a school like that. And uh, really uh, one of the hardest working guys that I've ever be ar- been around. And I think that his sincerity is something that his team, you know, now the T-Birds, uh, when I was there, they felt it and knew it. And, and now that he's the head coach, he's the same guy. Does knowledge of their, like, since you used to coach there and since the coaching staff is similar, does knowledge of that, like, scheme help you guys at all going into this game? I don't, you know, it certainly helps with my, uh, with our personnel scouting report. You know, I know what their strengths and abilities and capabilities are, but, you know, at the same time, I don't know if that helps our guys necessarily. Like, I see all of those SUU players in the finest light. You know, when I, when I look at Mike Sharp, I think about the game-winning touchdown that he caught against NAU to clinch the championship. And when I think about Malik Brown, I think about him leading the team in rushing during a championship season and, and you know, 
coming from a, a under recruited player and so so I'm sharing with our guys here more more of that and I, I'm not sure that really helps them I think you know they need to be oriented more towards scheme and covering uh, kind of a, a faceless opponent and but those guys just can't be faceless for me when you're a head coach for SUU, you're going to play a program like BYU. What do you, what, what, what would coaches typically tell their players? Hey, look, you're going to a hostile environment, 65,000 screaming fans, yeah. a big-time division. What do they do to get the, a team like SU pumped up to play a team like BYU? Yeah, well, it's it's a little bit inherent, I think, in the schedule. It's one of those you know we used to call them in the business red-letter games, where you circle it with a red marker before the season ever starts. But the thing that the thing that changed during my time at SUU, our, our the first game I had was against Air Force, and we had no business being on the field that was our first guarantee game is what they call them when you play up a level and it was all about just kind of like man I hope we can survive and get to the next week and not be crushed you know from a mental standpoint but as time went along we actually ended up winning three of those guarantee games uh, UNLV Texas San Antonio and and South Alabama and and very much the the motivation became let's get their best and I think a lot of times FCS teams will go into an FBS venue and say well hey if they overlook us we're going to sting them and that's not SUU's at least it wasn't when I was there it was all about let's get the opponent's very best effort and see how close we are. Last question. How much were you involved in scheduling this game a year ago when you were 100% yeah the scheduling is is always done uh, it, it you know there's always a group effort I think the athletic directors do the leg work and then the, the final say at least everywhere that I've been goes to the head coach to make sure that that game is appropriate for how the head coach is trying to build the schedule. It was a game that, that Ken Beezer and I, uh, Ken was the athletic director for the majority of time was at SUU. It was a game that we asked for and requested for for six or seven years, and then we finally got BYU to, to look at a date that was uh, mutually available and scheduled it, and it was something I was very excited about then, and I'm less excited about it now. <laughs>